This audio production is brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com, David Wolf's premium longevity member site. The content found on TheBestDayEver.com from David Wolf and New Horizon Health, Inc. is for informational purposes only and is in no way intended as medical advice, as a substitute for medical counseling, or as treatment cure for any disease or health condition, and nor should it be construed as such because that would be illegal. Always work with a qualified health professional before making any changes to your diet, supplement use, prescription drug use, lifestyle, or exercise activities. Please understand that you assume all risks from the use, non-use, or misuse of this information. All right, welcome everyone. This is your host, Lucian Gothier, and we are gearing up for the upcoming Longevity Now conference. This is taking place in Anaheim, California, April 24th to the 26th. We are expecting 2,000 people at this event. This is going to be one of our biggest events of the decade. So we hope you can join us. We're here to give you a sneak peek into what Nadine's going to be speaking about. And Nadine, your presentations over the years have gotten so good, so refined. You are an extraordinary speaker. Not that you weren't before, but we have watched you develop into a true extraordinary talent in almost every arena of health. You talk about alternative dentistry. You've got your self-dentistry kit. You've got some amazing insights into breast health. And at the last event, you talked about vaginal health, which was actually extraordinary. I just finished cutting one of the videos for our audience to watch today. And it's going to be real, real pleasure to see you on stage again, talking about dentistry, alternative dentistry. Well, it's a fair favorite topic of mine, that's for sure. I have a book called Holistic Dental Care, and I like to bring really practical ways where we can take care of our oral microbiome, the health of our teeth, um, because some medical professions believe that approximately 80% of all disease, all autoimmune issues, start with imbalances in the mouth. And Nadine, this is one of the subjects that I would think appeals to everybody because I don't think anyone really enjoys going to the dentist. It's something that we just, we were brought up saying, you know, you've got to go to the dentist and myself included. I only went when my parents made me and that included when I was in my 20s and 30s and um, it, it didn't change much until I met you know, people like you and David Wolf who really gave me an outlet so that just not going to the dentist probably isn't a good thing. There needs to be some kind of self-care, but that needs to be done with some understanding of how to do it. And you're going to teach our audience how to empower themselves and take control of their dental health, correct? Correct. I like to think of it as, you know, how to avoid the dentist without ignoring your teeth. Because probably like what it sounds like with you, and I know for me, when I was in my 20s and no longer had my mom <laughs> scheduling my dental appointments um, and didn't have insurance or a parent to pay for it, I definitely was like, oh, I'm just going to ignore that for a while. And, you know, I was already into you know, other modalities of, of looking at like, you know, eating well and eating organic and taking care of my body without medication, all that kind of stuff. But I felt like dentistry was still like a bit of an untapped area for me to even research and fi figure out what I could do besides just remove mercury fillings. And as many people know, I'm not a dentist, but I do have teeth and I wanted to learn how to keep them and keep them healthy. And when we look at like, you know, the basic recommendations of, of dentists and the dental associations, it's eat a balanced diet, see your dentist regularly and use fluoride. And really that is not enough 
at all. Like, so with that basic advice, I mean, we really don't know how to take care of our teeth on a daily level. And how do we take care of them just through the daily care so that we're not ending up having to make bigger decisions about root canals or biocompatible filling material when perhaps it's even best if we don't even have to ever go down the path to get a filling in the first place. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things that we definitely need to be aware of so that we don't set ourselves up for failure in this area where we kind of go about our business, eat a standard American diet, and then all of a sudden find out like, whoa, I've got a cavity or whoa, I've got an infection and I kind of have to go to the dentist now. What can we do to take responsibility for our teeth? What are some of the key things that we should avoid? What are the key things that we should be doing so that we actually never have to deal with any of the issues that most people are dealing with when they're sitting in a dental chair? Yes. It's a great question. So we have, we're now, you know, it's 2015 and we have a plethora of periodontal promises and mouthwashes and dental technology and, you know, the, you can go down, go down a whole aisle at the drugstore and see all of these things and flosses and brushes that do this and that. But we're also at a time where we've never had more early child cavities, where we've never had, I mean, there's like, oh, I think 60 million root canals are performed a year. We've got, you know, bridges and crowns and extractions and wisdom teeth and gum grafting surgeries. So it's really, our mouths are not in a good state at all. And first, I think the key thing is to understand is that we, the human body was born with what I like to call an internal invisible toothbrush. So of course, our body was designed with the ability for it to take care of the teeth. And what we also want to understand is that our teeth are alive, they're organs in our mouth, and they're connected up to the rest of the body, to the bloodstream, and they're connected. They're not just these sort of inert rock things that are in our mouths and that chew food. The mouth is the beginning of the digestive system. So it's, it's all connected. And what we also want to know and learn is that, you know, we don't, you don't just want to like not think about your teeth, but you just go to the dentist twice a year. I'm not saying you're not going to be going to the dentist, but what I'm saying is you don't want to just hand over the care of your teeth to the dentist twice a year because it takes a daily thing and a daily awareness. The biggest, biggest thing from a myriad of different researchers is understanding how nutrition affects our teeth. And it's not what is called the acidogenic theory became very popular in the 1940s. And that's the theory that was then, you know, deeply ingrained into dental schools and became the official um, thinking around how a cavity is formed. And that's the idea of this acidogenic theory that it starts with, you know, sugar and acids on the teeth. And that's how a cavity is formed. That's a very like externalized way of thinking. And up until that point, there was also an, another school of thought within dentists and, and dental professions is that there's an inter internal um, fluid that goes up into the teeth that delivers nutrients to the teeth, kind of like how tree roots draw up nutrients from the soil. And then that goes into the pulp chamber, it forms the dentine, and then through there, through the dentineal fluid transport, the DFT, also known as the dentineal lymph system, there's actually a lymph system in our teeth, and those nutrients go in, and then they go out into the enamel through tiny, tiny microscopic pores, and it's almost like a sweat on the teeth. So this is a very, it's an upward movement that brings nutrients into the teeth and then out, out 
onto the enamel and into the saliva. So if we eat diets high in processed foods and sugars and carbohydrates and we spike our insulin levels, this dentineal fluid system gets reversed and then our teeth become like straws sucking in from the oral environment, from the mouth, fungal, you know, microbes and bacteria. And so that gets, this is a thing that gets reversed and then we've got issues and then the decay starts happening on the enamel. So it's a really key foundational thing to understand. And through there, through that foundation, we can understand a lot of other things and then see how we can deal with things like, you know, if a root canal is needed or how a cavity, how to prevent a cavity and all that kind of stuff. It seems like from the presentation that you gave at the Women's Wellness Conference, talking about the microbiome inside, you know, the woman's lady garden, and we've got mm -hmm. the microbiome that's taking such a front stage on the gut health subject. And, and we've got now the importance of good bacteria in the mouth. Let's talk about, you know, where toothpaste comes in. And because that's what most people associate with like dental care, like, oh, you, you know, using toothpaste. Let's talk about, you know, the do's and don'ts of toothpaste and where we've kind of gone wrong there. Yes. Well, most toothpaste are like a harsh detergent with sodium lauryl sulfate and other toxins like way beyond sodium lauryl sulfate, whether that's triclosan, or fluoride and a bunch of other ingredients that can, you know, just that regular run of the mill stuff. All of these disrupt the mouth's microbiome. And so in within our mouths, we have about, we have like millions of bacteria, but about 700 different species of bacteria. And as with the guts and as with the microbiome on our skin and the microbiome in the lady garden, all these little different gardens in our body, it's just like soil for gardening. We need to have, uh, I like the 80-20 rule. You want to have about 80% good bacteria. And that 80% good bacteria will keep the 20% of the pathogenic ones under control. Because you could probably never li live with like 100% just all happy bacteria. You know what I mean? So what we're, what we're learning now is we're really in a post-genomic era. It's really more about epigenetics and the microbiome. And so when we understand as well is that we're about 10% mammalian and 90% microbe. <laughs> so we've got trillions of bacteria's DNA and genes in our body that outnumber our own DNA and genes. And so really the key to I think all health is having a happy microbiome, and that includes the mouth, the guts, the vagina, all those areas. So yeah, back to the toothpaste. So they really disrupt the microbiome, especially things like triclosan. And what we're seeing even with triclosan in antibacterial soaps is they're disrupting the microbiome of our skin, and they're not actually helping us you know, combat germs and disease, You know, not to mention what triclosan does to... Uh, water and aquatic environments. And then also thinking, you know, we're about 70% water. So what these chemicals are doing to disrupt our microbiome. And so we think about different medications, antibiotics, poor eating that contains, you know, no fermented foods, all that sort of stuff is disrupting the mouse microbiome. And all of that disturbance is then also being swallowed into the body. So then we're going to have, you know, it's going to go down and filter into gut issues as well. And Nadine, it seems like 
it's kind of a perfect storm because we've got all these different things that we're putting into our mouth and our bodies that destroy the positive influence of the good bacteria. And we have people who are not eating a lot of raw fruits and vegetables, which is a source of a lot of the good bacteria. Let's talk about diet and what we need to do diet-wise to ensure that we do have a really healthy microbiome in that mouth. There are some key uh, foods that really help the teeth, and this has been studied um, from various people. Um, but I think the first person to really go into it was Dr. Weston Price. And in the 1930s, he was also the president of the American Dental Association at that time. And he traveled sort of like Indiana Jones style with his wife to many regions of the world where you know, white man has not, had not come in yet and gifted all their white foods of, uh, you know, the processed foods, the sugars, the flowers. And so he was studying cultures that had not yet sort of been contaminated with our modern food at that time. And what he found was, you know, amazing teeth and bone structure. He would also look at areas where, you know, uh, there was like uh, maybe twins and one person lived at a port where poor food had been brought in, but the other twin, twin lived main, in the mainland. And, and, and so the one twin was eating like jam and sugar um, and totally had decay. And the other one that was eating the traditional style was fine. And, you know, all those pictures are available online and it's quite shocking. But he would also, you know, he would travel all around the world. And what he found was through tons of, I mean, amazing research at the time, he sampled like hundreds of types of butter grown at different times of the year. And what we find from his research is that the butter that's um, made in June from grass-fed cows eating the June butter is that it's so high in what he called the X-factor X vitamin. He didn't know the name of the time, but we're all pretty sure now that it's vitamin K2. And um, that's essential for teeth. And so is D3. And what those fat-soluble vitamins do is they usher the minerals that we eat into the bones. So if we're deficient in D3 and K2, then when we eat calcium, we're not getting that sent to the bones. And then the calcium can stay in the soft tissues instead. And that's not what we want. So I think also how we're learning that we're having a, you know, that we live in North America having a huge D3 deficiency from, you know, diet and lack of sunlight, all those kind of things is I think what we're going to discover is that we actually also have a massive K2 deficiency because we're really tapping into and we're eating foods that are grown in the shadows of factory farming and pesticides. So where you once had a chicken that would graze or a cow that would graze and then the milk would be made from that, that's high in vitamin K2. The, the, the animals need to eat the grass and they need to have sunshine and it's a conversion process that makes that. So when there's the poor cow is in the factory farm, it's not getting outside at all and it's just eating grains, that dairy product, that meat, that um, butter, or if it's a chicken with an egg, is completely devoid of K2. So if you're not eating grass-fed or supplementing with K2, really where, where, you know, where would one be getting the K2? And it's essential for bone health. What's also essential is, again, eating the fermented foods, not having a leaky gut, having intestinal integrity. When we don't have a happy microbiome in our bellies, then we're also not producing K2 because the bacteria, the good bacteria in our bellies and fermented foods will also create K2 for us. 
wow, that is a phenomenal breakdown. And that's just such a pivotal piece of information. You're going to be taking the stage in April, April 24th to 26th. We've got our upcoming Longevity Now conference at the Anaheim Hilton Hotel. This is going to be a spectacular venue we haven't uh, used before. This is going to be a real chance to have a lot of people here. The different speakers that we've got coming on stage, like yourself, obviously David Wolf is going to be hosting and leading the charge with Ron Teagarden. We've got Dr. Mercola, such a great group of people. What are you going to be touching on in your presentation? Let's give people a little sneak peek on what you're going to be discussing and some of the new things that you've discovered in the area of self-dentistry. Well, I hope that pe- when after I speak that people will walk away feeling empowered and have a lot of um, things that they can do at home or also be more empowered when it comes to a bigger dental decision. So we're going to go into root canals, braces, wisdom teeth, the mouth's microbiome, how it hooks up to the rest of the body, uh, you know, how to take care of your teeth with like simple home remedies and rejuvenate the gums because we have about 97% of North American population has gum disease and how all that we just keep swallowing into our body. And Nadine, for the people who are going to be taking lots of notes and, you know, getting their action list going, what are some of the things that people are going to walk away with in terms of action steps to really take control? And I guess along that same line, is it possible for someone to be 100% dentist free? For the dentist-free question, I feel like you can do so much that when you go to the dentist, they'll be like, great, I don't need to see you for a while. What I'm finding with a lot of the population right now is that where things are also going off is that we have to understand or undo or correct a lot of past dental work. So for that, you may still need a really good dentist and there are, they are out there. So we'll go into that, go into resources and we'll just really give step-by-step ways that you can take care of the teeth, your teeth and your family's teeth every single day so that when you go to the dentist, it's just like, great, go home. <laughs> yeah, that's the best feeling is when you when, when they're checking stuff and there's actually nothing to do. Let's give our listeners one final tip for when you're being bullied <laughs> inside the dental chair because <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the last time I went, I, I think it was like two or three years ago, it was literally like I was being strong armed into getting a root canal. And I, I wind up actually knocking out the infection completely using your essential oils. I used the Immunolume, I was using peppermint, I used a couple of them and completely knocked it out in about, you know, five or six days, done. And, uh, but I, I never will forget the pressure that they were exerting. And I remember thinking, boy, you know, I'm pretty well educated and empowered in this area and I'm feeling a little bit of the heat. What, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what can you give our listeners in terms of when you're, when you feel like you're being, uh, strong armed in that dental chair? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first of all, I would say like a lot of people have a dentist in their life because maybe it's the one from their childhood or they just, they're just there. And then they haven't really updated their relationship to that dentist and seen like, where is the dentist at? So first, I would like work with a dentist that wouldn't be putting that much pressure on you. It's a dentist that respects your choices in your body. So um, I have... I have an article on our website. It's actually in my book as well on questions to ask a dentist before you go in. So I would even like it's time for we should be empowering the dentists that are doing dentistry in the ways that respect the life of our bodies. So I would definitely be asking, do they do mercury fillings like the dentist that you see should not be ever even 
have that, I mean, except for removing the mercury, they should not have mercury in their office. You also want to check in with your dentist and see how they feel about root canals. Are they up to date and educated on that? And one of the past speakers of, um, that you've had, Dr. Hal Huggins, who, uh, God bless him, just passed away, but his, his, the legacy of his work is huge. And anybody can call the Hal Huggins Institute and get a list of dentists that have been properly trained. It could be time to even just get a new dentist so that you're not having to fight and struggle. You know, why why go through that? You know, that is a brilliant piece of advice. I, I didn't think of that. Up, I mean, we're upgrading everything. Upgrade your nutritional operating system. Upgrade what you're eating. Up, we're doing upgrades across the board with different areas in alternative health. Why not upgrade your dentist? You know, it's funny because I was in the same dental office uh, a couple years ago when I was getting strong arm that I was in when I was a kid and I think <laughs> I think now it's like I'm having like a, a childhood relapse where I'm thinking you know what they were telling me what to do all all as a kid and so nothing changed in that relationship they were speaking to me as if I were a child because that's what they were used to doing and, uh, yeah, and you're used to that feeling, <laughs> so you probably felt like you were five too, and you're like, "Wow, I don't really, I don't know." <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider myself an easy person to push around, and I remember thinking, like, "Boy, it's so weird. I feel like caving. What's going on?" And I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that, we could heal that up for you. Yeah, right now. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So if you're listening, uh, this is Nadine Artemis with myself, Lucian Gothier. She's going to be taking the stage April 24th to 26th. We've got the discount tickets available now. So get on the internet, get on our website, www.thelongevitynowconference.com, or you can simply type in www.longevityconference.com. Both will take you to our site. Nadine is going to totally empower you to take control of your dental health. There's nothing short uh, of a miracle uh, in terms of what you're doing for people, Nadine, across the board in all areas of health. So it, it's a real treat to have you on our stage once again. And uh, I, I, I think I think most people do know this, but we usually rotate our speakers to some degree, you know, so people don't hear the same person over and over and over. But you're one of those people that just you've got. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're a hundred percent on the stage, but I think you've been, you've spoken it almost. Yeah, a hundred percent. That you you are unique. I think it's only you and David have done that. Well, I'm so honored to be part of that club. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Nadine. Uh, we'll be seeing you in April, and we look forward to our audience members having an opportunity to hear the information that you're going to impart upon them. This program was brought to you by TheBestDayEver.com. Thanks for listening.